Seth Spins contains mild adult language. The views of the members of this podcast do not reflect the views of Viking Fusion or Viking Fusion staff. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome back to Seth Spins Season 2. I want to, first of all, thank everybody who listened to the first episode. It's good to be back, and I'm really glad that we get to discuss music once again after such a long quarantine period. Um, I think it's a really great outlet to just kind of get together and talk about things that we enjoy. Um, And again, I also want to mention just once more that um, for every episode, I'm going to be linking a Spotify playlist um, on the website, uh, vikingfusion.com. So if you're ever interested in anything that I have to say, it will always be linked in that playlist uh, below. So um, after saying that, I just want to go ahead and get into it. So for this episode, I'm going to be talking about uh, these particular topics. So Tyler, the creator, I want to talk about the song What's Good off of his newest album, Igor, and discuss masculinity's depiction within hip hop. Um, I want to talk about Ariana Grande with her song Every Time and discuss atypical song structures and how they can work. Um, I'm going to discuss Machine Girl and the song Ghost and talk about uh, if TikTok music is a genre in and of itself. And lastly, I'm going to discuss the Foo Fighters Everlong and discuss if 2000s classics are here at this point to stay. So to begin, Tyler the Creator uh, burst onto the scene around, I want to say 2009, 2010. He was a part of a collective called Odd Future, which um, had a bunch of different artists that continue to be relevant today. You have Frank Ocean, who was a part of that crew. You have Earl Sweatshirt, who was a part of that crew. Tyler the Creator, uh, Sid the Kid, and a couple of other people who have gone on to have greater solo careers than within this collective. And the sort of mastermind behind it all was this guy, Tyler the Creator. And I'm sure many, many people got turned on to his music back in 2017 with the album Flower Boy. Um, This sort of made him rise to more of a super prominence level within hip-hop and become a much more discussed figure as he leaned away from more traditional hip-hop to more um, emotional, more uh, calculated ideas. And uh, the song What's Good off of his newest album, Igor, is a very interesting uh, work in his catalog because it represents a return to form for him that is very unprecedented in 2019 going into 2020. Um, And it's a very interesting dichotomy because this song, while probably the most typically masculine work he has made in the last three to four years or so, is probably one of the most emotionally vulnerable songs he has created to date. So this song is a very, very bass-heavy song. It's called What's Good. I mean, it's, it's just in-your-face uh, rap music. It's, it's just absolutely what you'd come to expect from a traditional rap song. But it's coming from an album that is very much more so influenced by the likes of R&B, soul, jazz, uh, a little bit of funk influence, just a lot more historically black genres other than hip-hop that have come together to create a much more soulful, youthful, very uh, serene sound. Um, And this song stands as an outlier because it is a very in-your-face, just punchy beat, uh, very, very in-your-face, truncated lyrics in that they're very short and to the point. 
Um, but it's a very interesting song because around halfway through, we get this breakdown where the song shifts topics entirely, and it talks about um, sort of masculinity in a bunch of different masked ways. Um, before I get into that, I want to discuss how uh, back in 2017, Tyler, the Creator, officially came out as uh, either bisexual or gay, we have not been told. Um, but he came out, and much to the surprise of many people, considering his previous music outright refused the idea. Um, so 2017 was a very big flipping point in that way as well. Um, so for this song, he is a little more open with it, but it's still a very masked presentation. Um, one of the lyrics that I wanted to discuss that I just thought was a very interesting flip to discuss masculinity within this song is the line, Dracula, Dracula, Dracula suck me and then I'll get back at you, which is a very interesting flip of the idea of sucking blood from someone because it's obviously a masked, uh, very, very, uh, it, it is not the, uh, that's a good way to put it. It's a, it's not the most straight way to put something if, if there's a lack of a better term. Um, but it's also just a really interesting depiction considering Dracula is a very masculine yet very feminine, uh, cross of ideas um so it's a very cool uh depiction that i just found very very interesting it makes the song very very deep to me and it's also just an enjoyable song in its own right and i want to recommend it to anybody who enjoys more so calmer hip-hop that maybe is a little bit more uh message heavy so i'm gonna go ahead and link that in the playlist and going down from there we have ariana grande so I've always been a big fan of Ariana Grande, but it has been well known at this point that her last two full-length albums have been much more influential and have make, have caused her to rise to superstar status at this point in time. Um, and she's known for a bunch of huge, huge singles at this point. Um, I know off the top of my head I can name God is a Woman, Breathing, I can name Thank You Next was an absolutely massive single, uh, Break Up With Your Girlfriend, I'm Bored was a huge song. Um, just absolutely a bunch of different things that have just risen to the top of the charts. And even after new albums, she has had a bunch of different songs go to the number one charts. Uh, Stuck With You with Justin Bieber comes to mind. Um, Rain On Me with Lady Gaga is another. So she's had a very, very prominent career in the last couple of years. But I wanted to talk about more, not necessarily a deep cut, but not a song that was uh, promoted as a single. And it's one of my favorites off of her second to last album, Sweetener, from 2017. Um, so this song is called Every Time, and the reason I want to discuss it is because I don't believe this song got put out as a single due to an atypical song structure, so let me explain what I mean. Most pop music in this day and age, Ariana Grande's included, has a very, very, uh, calculated formula. So almost every song you will run into will go like this. It will start with a verse, so that will be the lead up to a chorus. So this one might be, uh, these will usually change every single time it goes back to a verse. It will not repeat itself. It is usually context for the chorus. You get to the chorus, and this is usually the climactic moment in the song. This is the quotable moment in the song. This is what makes the song memorable to most people. It's the earworm, if you will. And then that will repeat. So it will go verse, chorus, and then that will occur again. Verse 2, chorus 2. So the verse might be different, the chorus will be the same. And then you'll have a bridge, which sort of lies as an in-between between a verse and more of an offshoot, if you will. So it, it will kind of 
go into a new direction with the song. And what it's designed to do is to give you a sort of a lull and almost a false sense of security for the last chorus to bust in at that point and cause you to get back into the song. It's what makes you want to repeat the song. It's what gives the song just enough flavor to not feel repetitive. And it's what makes the song feel worth it. Now I want to say that this strong this song structure is absolutely incredible for pop music. It allows everyone to sort of get an idea of what they're listening to before they hear it, and it makes songs become earworms so easily due to the way we listen to music these days that it it makes perfect sense that songs are worked in this way. Every time is different. Every time just absolutely ditches the last third of that uh, work. So it just goes verse, chorus, verse, chorus. It's just one verse, it goes into a chorus, and then you continue. And that makes this song very, very short. I believe it caps out at like two minutes and change, I believe. Um, so it's not very, very long, but I just remember repeating it and repeating it and repeating it because it was such an earworm that I could not get enough of it. I understand why it's not a single, it's not designed for that, but it's just a very, very catchy song that I hope did not fly under the radar for people. But if it did, I wanted to go ahead and recommend it because I think it's an absolute masterclass on that album and it's just one of her greatest works, in my opinion, to date. So I'm going to go ahead and link that. That is Ariana Grande's Every Time. Machine Girl is a newer group from around the 2010s or so. Uh, I believe they were also around in the late 2000s. Um, and this is a very, very different genre. It's definitely electronic, uh, more so going into a very trance-gabber direction, which is a very, like, repeated syncopated loop of sounds. So it's much more of, like, an electronic, almost clubby influence, if that makes sense. Um, and I want to talk about the song Ghost. And if it sounds like you have no idea what I'm talking about, this will make sense very, very quickly. The song Ghost is a song that has been on TikTok over the last couple months. Um... And I want to talk about why this kind of music, in my opinion, could almost be considered its own genre at this point. Um, so there's a specific sort of song that would work on TikTok, and it usually goes something like this. So if you have a song like Say So, if you have a song like Ghost, if you have a song like that, it usually has some kind of earworm production where it is very, very memorable from other music. So it's not going to have typical pop drums. It's not going to have typical pop production. It has something that stands out significantly, either in structure or in its sound, that will make it very, very interesting to the listener. Um, in the case of Say So, it's that disco beat. We don't hear that nowadays. Hearing that, you immediately know the song because you know it's not from the 70s. You know it's current. But it has that disco influence that makes you drawn to that sound and makes you want to use it in TikToks. Um, Ghost is a very similar idea. It has no lyrics to speak of, which works perfectly using it as backing music. Um, and it has this gabber beat, which is just very fast syncopated loops that makes it perfect for um, extended motifs in a TikTok, this, that, and the other. Um, and I wanted to highlight this song because I think that on its own merits, it is an incredible song in and of itself, and I think the album is interesting as well. It's a very, uh, I think it's a very underrated uh, genre, personally, so I want to just go ahead and push that out there in case anyone's never heard of it. It just came to my attention over quarantine, and I wanted to get it out there for people to listen to. Lastly, I wanted to discuss sort of just a tiny throwback. Um, one of my favorite songs from the 2000s is Foo Fighters Everlong. 
Um, I remember hearing this uh, way back in, I think, 2000 and maybe 2005, 2006, um, off of the movie Euro Trip, which is a terrible movie, but it stars like a really young Matt Damon. And I just remember that this song became an earworm and I immediately looked it up and listened to it over and over and over. It's this very peaceful rock song that I'm sure many people have already heard. Um, I remember specifically it was David Letterman's very last song he listened to on his uh, nighttime talk show before he left. Um, and it's just, in my opinion, an example of one of the few songs that I would consider a 2000s classic in this day and age. So when we discuss classic music, we immediately think of the Beatles. We immediately think of David Bowie, etc., etc., music that we have already discussed to the point where we can definitively say this is a classic in American music or in international music. I think that we're finally in the day and age coming into 2020, um, 2021 sort of school year where we can officially say that the 2000s have a dose of nostalgia for many people, including ourselves uh, being college students. Um, and I think Everlong is just one of those songs that when someone hears it, they can immediately think back to a simpler time when things weren't so um, quarantine heavy, if you will. Um, so just I wanted to bring that song to everyone's attention because it's just a very fun listen and I personally love it. And it's something that I forgot until a couple of days before shooting and I wanted to just throw it in there. Um, so, yeah, that should be about everything I wanted to discuss for today. Um, I want to just go ahead and go over what I talked about real quickly in case anyone missed it and to talk about the songs, uh, what their names are in case you missed it. Um, I talked about Tyler, the Creators, What's Good. This is off the album Igor, which is an incredible work. I also recommend the previous album Flower Boy if you're into more traditional hip hop with a little bit of a soul tinge. Uh, very, very interesting. So I highly recommend that. Um, Ariana Grande, I talked about Every Time off of the album Sweetener. Um, amazing album. My personal favorite from her. Um, Thank You Next is also a great album. It's got a little bit more of trappy production and, and just a little bit more of uh, a hip-hop influence if you're more into that, but um, I think both albums are great and worth your time. Uh, Machine Girl's Ghost, this is off of the album Wolf Girl. Um, I think it's a very fun album. I think it's worth a listen if you just want something to study to or just to listen to in the background. Um, I haven't really listened to any of their other albums per se, but I know that they're supposed to be good. Um, and probably pretty similar given the genre. Um, so it's worth a listen. And Foo Fighters Everlong is off of uh, the Color and the Shape album from, I believe, 2004. Um, and I know that much of their earlier music is worth listening to. So uh, listening to the Color and the Shape or any of their other earlier albums is definitely worth your time. Um, so that's all I have for today. Um, I just want to say thank you for listening. I know this is a shorter episode. Um, this is going to be the format for most uh, single host uh, episodes for me during the weekly uh, production process because I want to get out as many good ideas to you as possible in as small a span of time as possible. So um, please check the playlist. I want you to hear what I have to say in song and sort of understand what I'm talking about. And I just hope you find music that you personally would enjoy. Um, the playlist, as I've said in the last episode, is a bunch of different genres all together. So if you don't like something... Don't sweat it. Click to the next song. See if you enjoy it. I really hope and pray that at least one song will appeal to anyone who clicks on the playlist. That's my goal. So if you appreciate something, um, you can message me on Instagram uh, telling me that you like the song. I think it'd be very fun to hear from that. 
Um, but that should be about it. So thank you for listening. This has been uh, season two, episode two of Seth Spins, and I will see you next time. Bye.